And here we are again. It's the third week now that Chris hasn't been with us. Because you may remember, two weeks ago, he was looking after a one-year-old. Last week, he was looking for the one-year-old. Or this week, he couldn't join us because he's too busy putting posters up <laughs> <laughs> about a missing one-year-old. But Laura's still with us. Hello. And uh, of course, of course, Carl is here. Reliable afternoon. Mr. Reliable. Carl, you've got another topic, haven't you? I do. It's equality. Now, what do you mean by equality? Are you saying like sexual equality, racial equality? Just equality in general. Oh, so that's like covers everything. Sort of everything in specific. I think a lot of the topics or subtopics of equality get pinned to certain certain genders or certain races or certain this or certain that when I don't I personally don't think they should ever be a factor in the argument of equality because we're talking about people as a whole, not specific characteristics of those individuals. So I think the conversation we were having outside was our place of employment, which we obviously can't say. Um, but there's been a lot of things recently tailored towards women and not men. So there was International Women's Day. Yeah. Great. Advertised Every single day in work, it was in all the newsletters, all the wrap-ups, everything. International Men Day had a small, I think it had a tiny paragraph referenced in one of the things, was never mentioned at all. Did we have one? I didn't even realise we had one. Yeah, International Men's Day is in November, I think. Oh, is there? Oh, you didn't know either. I didn't know either, sorry guys. But everyone knows where International Women's Day is. Oh, you shoved in your fucking throat all the time. It's rammed down your throat. I got to be very careful about that. I made a few jokes about that last year in work and got called up upon it. No, really? yeah, for good saying um, it's International Men's Day every day and stuff like that. A few uh, people took offence to that in the office, apparently. <laughs> oh, wow. So I had to be really careful about what I said. Oh, I think that's hilarious. I would, but then our office is probably full of mostly people like that who get offended if the wind is blowing in the wrong direction. Yeah. Mm. Which is great if you want to wind them up, but if you want to keep your job, it can be very difficult sometimes. So where do I stand on this equality then? Right. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you, Mark, because you have fascinating <laughs> opinions on these topics. So I was very interested to hear. Let's let's go with gender equality, for example. We'll leave the top, the meta topic of equality. One of the things that gets pushed into everyone's face now is gender equality, equality of jobs, equality of this, equality of that. How how do you feel about gender equality? We'll go with gender equality first. Well, you see, if, like our jobs are sitting down at laptops, and I think it it doesn't matter who's sitting down at that laptop, if you're doing a particular job, then you get that set pay that what is whatever, whatever it is for that job. Yeah. And it, it really shouldn't make any difference. It makes no sense to me at all that, you know, men should get paid more than no. women. And, and, and I mean, that's just going by our jobs. But, you know, there's so many other jobs out there where it's the same sort of thing, like like the acting, the whole acting world, where for years men were getting paid much more than women. And I think the argument was, from one point of view, was that, well, yeah, okay, but the men had a bigger draw. They'll get more viewers in, more people spending money, more people going to the cinema. But then, is that a fair argument? Because basically, it's down to the role. And if they're doing the same role that they started in a movie, then they should be getting the same money. And But, the, but that's down to the agent. The agent should be pulling that across and saying, well, you know, you've just paid Tom Hanks 
20 million for a film and you want to offer this, you know, my client, eight. And yet they're both going to be starring in, in the same film. They're both, both going to be the stars, like the yep. leading characters. And how can you justify paying one sort of less unless one is a lot more fit? You know, I don't know. That's a different world. Perhaps that's not a good um, analogy, the, the movie world. See, my argument against that is fair enough. So you've got two stars. One's Tom Hanks, so he'll be on eight million. One's Sally down the street. No, she hasn't got the experience and stuff that Tom Hanks has. Whereas if it was someone like Scarlett Johansson or someone like that, then yeah, she should be on the same. And we've got Bob down the street, then he should be less on her. It shouldn't be whether you're a male or female. It should be how good you are at that role. That makes sense. It should be your merit, an individual, not your sex. So I think equality... I don't want to say it, but I think almost say equality it. shouldn't exist. Because we shouldn't separate men and women to start with. It should be how good you are. There are some men that can do things better than other women and vice versa. It shouldn't be because of... Well, most things. Most um, things women are better. I'm glad you agree, Mark. Thank you. This is what I was hoping for, by the way. <laughs> but you see, what about the athlete thing? I'm not sure if we covered this the other day when you said about the, the, the like w- women have athletics, just all women. Men have athletics, all men. And then somebody decides I'm going to be a woman now. Uh, I'm going to be a bloke now. They're the wrong way around. Some bloke decides I'm going to be a woman now. Yeah. Next week. And, and then they're competing in, in women's things against women's bodies, which are generally not stronger. You know, they absolutely dominate the sport. Yeah. I think that's not fair. Like, it's not we fair. We were saying this before. So, it's how you're genetically built. That's fine if you want to be recognised as a woman. That's fine. But if your genetics are of a man, you're built like a man, then you need to compete against the people with the same thing. If you gen- identify yourself as a tree, I don't care. But if you've got the genetic build-up of a man, sorry, you're competing against them. Or if you're a tree, but you've got the genetic build-up of a woman, you're competing against the women. That's fair. See, if you could find it on the laptop, there was a... Man, three Olympics. <laughs> there was a man recently that went undergo the process to become a woman, and she is now an MMA fighter. So it's a essentially a bloke, a, well, a woman with man's genetics kicking the ever living shit out of other women in the MMA world. Do you know is it is that equal? It these. That person certainly does not look like a woman in the in the octagon because, well, he's got it's that so person hard. has got the makeup <laughs> of a man. So they've got very broad shoulders. Their muscle mass is much denser than a, than that of the other women in the industry. Is, is this a reason, one? Because the only one I'm coming up with here for transgender MMA fighters is Fallon Fox, and the the articles I'm looking at are 2013. I'm sure there's a more recent one than that. And he, he was a bloke, born a man, um, decided to become a woman, and an MMA fighter. Yeah. Well, in 2015, she lost her fourth professional fight by a knockout. <laughs> well, it can't be that one then. Because she keeps losing to women. It's embarrassing to men. <laughs> Go women. Well, it could be that one then. Yeah, so they only they only seem to be mentioning um, this Fallon Fox. Even Ronda Rousey has uh, mentioned it, but then she's not normal. But don't get me wrong. I know you do get the certain circumstances of speaking in sport where you get women that 
were born a woman, they've got the genetics of a woman, but they are very masculine, maybe because they got high, what's it that you got? Testosterone. Testosterone, yeah. And stuff like that. So that pays into account as That's well. That's it, yeah. It must be that one then. I, I'm going to read this because Laura can't see my laptop screen. I've just found a page now that says UFC's Joe Rogan, the transgender MMA fighter, Fallon Fox. You're a fucking man. <laughs> 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 yeah, and not not an unattractive man. <laughs> if that's who, him, it, I don't know what I don't know what you call him. Yeah, Fallon Fox. It must be then competing in women's divisions. But yeah, that that's what you just said. That you know, she she would have a a, a man's build and a man's DNA. So then is that fair? Because then some people may argue men and women should compete alongside one another. No, I don't agree with that at all. They talk about this in the tennis world. They always say, right, Serena Williams and her sister Venus dominate women's tennis and that they feel the argument is that they should go into the men's division to compete against the men. They they wouldn't beat, they wouldn't be the same. There's And it's not because of lack of skill it's just because of the genetic makeup. Have you, have you seen how quickly, like, when you look at the statistics, women, when they serve in tennis, the, the average is about 80 to 90 miles an hour. In the men's division, it averages around 120 to 130. Wow. That's a vast difference. If you're used to a ball coming at you at, like, 80, 85 miles an hour, your entire skill set is based on that variable, so you know how to react. Almost double that. And that's just the serve. Men are genetically, particularly athletes, if you look at a man at the top of his game and a woman at the top of her game, the man is always going to be stronger. That's an undeniable biological fact because of the amount of testosterone we have. We can build way more muscle than women can. That's how we were genetically evolved to be. That's just the way it is. You can't deny that. So men, on average, will always be stronger than women. And when you take athleticism into the account, you know, a man at the peak of, like, a if you look at a gymnast, a male gymnast, they are massive. They've got massive shoulders, massive upper bodies. They are built like tanks. Can you imagine putting a bloke like that? Oh, he, like, let's say at the start of the day, he's called Brian, and the next <laughs> day he's called Bryony because he goes through the process, <laughs> right? Can you imagine then putting Bryony in the ring with another woman just at the start of the process? Maybe over time after hormone treatment therapy and things like that, it would change. I have no basis of that because I haven't researched it. But logically, the whole point of hormone replacement therapy is to make men who go through the process more feminine. I think they put more estrogen into their bodies and eventually the hormone levels mirror that of a biological woman over time. It's not a very long process. But until that happens, I don't think you can consider Bryony a woman because you've just You've literally just changed a piece of paper to say male, crossed that out and put female on it. And then yeah. you stuck them in a ring with a woman. They're going to fucking destroy them. And that's what we're talking about here is that, yes, I people should absolutely have the opportunity to be whatever they want to be within reason. But you can't then expect the same privileges of people in the sporting world now, not in, in general. You can't just say, I'm a woman now, I'm going to compete in women's sports. You need... There needs to be a much more thorough process 
of trying to determine whether they're suitable based on the skill level to compete against other women because it's just simply not fair. How is a biological woman supposed to compete with a woman that's been a bloke for two weeks when they when they look like an absolute unit? It's it's it's, just, it's fucking it's cruelty to be honest. That's well, domestic abuse. Let, let me let me read more of Joe Rogan's. Uh, <laughs> I can see it. He says, "I say if you had a dick at one point in time, you also have all the bone structure that comes with having a dick. Yep. You have bigger hands, you have bigger shoulder joints. You're a fucking man." That's a man, okay? You can't have that. I don't care if you don't have a dick anymore. <laughs> That's no, exactly true. And I agree. Yeah. So you might have the mentality of a woman. You might look like a woman. You might speak like a woman. You might have the hormones of the woman. But at the end of the day, once upon a time, you were a man. You've got the genetic build of a man. Your bones are going to be bigger. You're going to, chance are you going to be able to grow more muscle and stuff like that. So in a physical environment, you, you're not equal, and that's okay. Okay, I, there's one thing I've always moaned about, right? I've always, I've never been able to make sense of why the fuss is made about it. When they say about, uh, right, the percentage of company directors or business owners or whatever is like 75% men, and that's all wrong. It should be more balanced with women. Well, why should it? No, I agree. I, I don't understand there why you saying there's something wrong that these men have got to these positions in, in each one. I mean, if 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 they've got themselves that far or they've been promoted or whatever, then clearly they've done a good job. I don't think there's any conspiracy that we can't give it to a woman. We can only give these jobs to, to men. That's that's to a, me is a ridiculous. Lot of it is it's biological. There's some great. There's some. If you, do you listen to Jordan Peterson at all? No, no, Jordan Peterson. No, not he really, talks no. about this a lot because it's a very common question. And the fundamental fact is, those CEOs work like eighteen hours a day, minimum. Sometimes they they've sacrificed their entire life to work for that role. Now it just so happens that men are men seem to be more predisposed to that because that's our nature. We tend to do that when we find our strengths. We just we throw ourselves into our work and that's it. So the tradition has always been, you know, again, we're going back to primal tribal times here, that the men would go out and do stuff and then the women would stay behind to look after the the homes and the community and stuff like that. So if you take that into the modern world, you'd look at men working in companies for 15, 16 hours a day. And then if they had a wife or a partner, they wouldn't necessarily have to work the same amount of time. So when you look at CEOs, they're predominantly men because if you look at the, I guess, the reproduction element, if a man has a family and he has a wife, she can afford to not work as much as he does because they've got money coming in. He's a CEO. He can focus all his time and effort on the company and he's got a wife to look after the children. That's a very stereotypical family unit based on what our communities were like back in the day. Now, I'm not saying a woman can't do that. They've probably, like I said, it's just sitting in front of a computer for 16 hours or a certain skill set to be a CEO. There's plenty of women CEOs and they're capable of doing it. It's just, if you have a, if you throw a child into that, can you maintain the 16, 17, 18 hour days on top of looking after a child? And we all know that for the most part, 
children need well children need a good mother they need a good father but predominantly they're used to being with their mother more during the day because of the way that we've evolved so they should be spending more time with their mother and then they just need a strong father there to guide them through life if you take both of those out of the equation i guess there's problems anywhere with men working too much and women working too much but on average i don't think women they struggle in that area but we're talking a little bit i disagree with some of what you're saying only because as long as there's an active parent in that children's life it doesn't matter if it's a male or female it's fat you can have many men that are stay-at-home yeah. fathers and the mother goes out and works but i think the main reason similar to what you said why you don't have women is the top top jobs is because if they are going to have children, they're on maternity leave, they're out of work for a year, that's a year where they're not on that career ladder when the men are. And similarly, they're off having children. Their hormones change. Women tend to be more empathetic, sympathetic. People don't want a woman, a sympathetic woman at the top of the company. That will might also, I don't want to hurt your feelings, let's dance around the bush a little bit. Whereas a man's more likely to be straight to the point, whatever, I don't care if I've hurt your feelings. And that's why... But that's fine. If you look at, not humans now, look at different animals. Think of all other animals. They don't care that one of the species, well, sorry, one of the sexes is staying at home looking after the kids all day and the other's working, going out catching the food. That's just how it is. And I think humans need to accept that's sort of how it is for us as well. That's fine. We're meant to be different. A lot of people overlook the animal kingdom. What they don't realise is, in most of the animal kingdom, the female is the out of the two, out of the power dynamics. The female is the most powerful. The men will do anything to procreate with the female of the species. There's, the, I mean, to the point where there's a bird. You may have, if you ever watch a David Attenborough documentary, he's got a fascination with these birds. There's this particular bird that's got a very colourful wing, and the male has to create a very specific dance routine to impress the female, for them to go, okay, I'll accept you as a mate. The men have to do all the work to get the women to notice them, to then go, oh, I've been accepted now, I can go off and procreate and stuff like that. So women have always had the power in that regard. They, a lot of, I call them feminists, using air quotes, because they're not feminists. They hate women just as much as they hate men. They're crazy, <laughs> all of them are. Um, <laughs> not a true feminist. True feminists believe inequality in the logical sense not let's, all, let's eradicate all men because they're useless they're, wow. yeah those lot are they should be in padded rooms but in the in the natural environment the dynamic has always been the same the male has to do something to prove himself to the female for then the female to select them over all the other males that, com that are competing for their attention it, and it's the same now you know, the dating world seems to be heavily skewed in the favor of women. And I can imagine, and I've spoken to a few people in work about this, um, like dating profiles, online profiles for like Tinder and stuff. So I was talking to someone in work who was out of relationship at the time, and she created a Tinder profile. The amount of messages she got was unbelievable in the space of like a week by the time she'd created the profile. I spoke to another guy in the office and he barely had anything. <laughs> and it's not because he wasn't a good looking chap or anything like that, but there were so many men on the website that as soon as a new woman came online and created a profile, getting just inundated with messages of this, that, and the other. And there's whole societies now online of 
these, quote, so pickup artists or whatever it is, teaching men all the secrets to try and stand out in oh, front yeah, of the yeah. crowd. It's an industry but if now. You think yeah. about it, that's how that's it's nature. always been. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You go back, like, if you go back to the animals with the, fe- like, the pretty feathers and all that stuff, the ones with the prettiest feathers that showed off the most of the women are the one that got the bird. Yeah. <laughs> like, the one that got the best catch, the one that can run the furthest, is the one that's won the woman's attention. Or vice versa, the Lion Kingdom, the women will go out and catch the prey and stuff like that. But you never see a lion and a lioness fight and go, no, I'm going to stay at home and look after the baby. You go <laughs> yeah, cook food. That's true. They just stick to their roles. Why can't we? Well, Sorry, I, women. So Get in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, Chris would be offended by that. He would have just. Been, yeah, yeah. Well, when he listens to this, we know he's going to have something uproar. to say. Yeah. And it should be choice as well. You know, if... If a woman wants to be a CEO, and it's for me, it's about the equality of opportunity rather than the equality of the outcome itself. So if there's a CEO role available, women and men alike should be able to apply for that role. Regardless of gender, the best person gets the job. Simple as that. I think there's an initiative in work now where they're actually allocating women to take on roles in certain areas and women only just See, to try and boost wrong. the numbers there's a, there was i read an article to say there's a, there's a there's a program of work to get the numbers in our company 50-50 there's no logic to it it's just to show that we're an equal equal opportunity company it's 50% men 50% women and i don't agree with that at all because those numbers should be organic it should just be a percentage of men and a percentage of women over time, that will just become whatever it becomes. Because typically, yes, the IT industry has been very much a male-dominated thing, but there's a reason for that. Men seem to be more focused on objects and technology where women are more, like I said, they've got more empathetic genes, so they tend to be more people-oriented. Men are more problem-solving driven, and that's why, same with scientists and stuff like that, that's why you have men, more male scientists. You would never, say in this outside area, we, like in work, they have, um, like, bring your daughter to work day. You would never go to a beauty salon and they've got bring your son to, to work day. You'd never see it. Who's going to bring their son to a beauty salon? But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, responsible you, <laughs> parent. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Why you have it? We have bring your daughters. Why? It's stupid. It shouldn't be seen a fifty percent women, fifty percent men. It should be seen a hundred percent good working employees. It doesn't matter if they're men or women, because you might find that there's women that aren't as interested in that or aren't as good as that job because their brain thinks differently, and that's why it's not because they're only employing men. Because if they were, there'd be no women working anywhere. I quite agree. Men are better problem solvers and women are majorly the problem causers. But hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking, that's not what I said. No, it's not, but we'll go with it. <laughs> well, the example I always give is oil rigs. I think the percentage is something like 99.9% men and then there's the odd genetic anomaly of a woman who can work <laughs> on an oil rig. Now, when you think of a job like that that is that's intense you're talking like 12 hour shifts the percentage you know the chance to die is incredibly high it's a horrible job you've got to be strong you've got to be you've got to be a bit of a psychopath to work on an oil rig and that's why it's predominantly men because men don't have that 
well, in general, they're a lot less empathetic than women. And when it comes to a job on an oil rig, they're much more suited physically and mentally to do the job than they would a woman. So if you suddenly said, right, we want to make oil rigs 50-50, those businesses would go out straight away. Not just just arbitrarily, because, you know, women are not strong enough to do on average, those jobs. I completely agree. And on the flip side, and I would know you want to do it? You do get male nurses and stuff like that. But as general, nurses, you're always sister. It's always a woman. You always see it because they're more empathetic, they're more caring, they're better built for that role, whereas men are better built for other roles. It's fine. Like we should accept it and almost um like relish in our differences. There's some things men can do that women can't do. There's some things women can do that men can't let's help each other the things you can't do i'll do the things i can't do you do happily ever after why is there an issue that's a very mature outlook for someone so young thank you yeah, i'm quite impressed with that carlton you agree with that yeah i totally oh, agree thanks guys yeah. thanks yeah. my mum's gonna be so proud <laughs> she'll be listening now with a tear in her eye <laughs> but the, the the other thing uh, along the same lines is like companies for years have said well i i, I can't employ the people I want to employ because I have to employ a disabled person or somebody black just to balance the numbers out because otherwise on the books it looks like I've got 98 white people, one black person and one disabled person, uh, so it looks like I'm being prejudiced. Well, no, if the best people got the jobs, the best people got the jobs. That's it. And it shouldn't be a case of I have to employ disabled people or whatever. To me, I think that's absolute bollocks. I think more so now, but back in the day, there was a lot of arguments to say that a lot of the minorities didn't have the opportunities for education to get themselves in a position where they could apply like the white people would. So there, I think in the 60s, there was affirmative black action was one of the plans they put in place where because of certain societal issues, they would put black people in jobs regardless of their skill level. Now, I'm torn with that because, yes, you're, off, you're giving them the opportunity to further themselves but you're putting someone in a job that they're not qualified to do. And a lot of these jobs were the police force, the fire brigade, jobs where you need people, you want the person next to you to be the same level or even better than you. So when you go into a situation that requires that skill, you know that that person has been trained and is qualified to do the job that they're there to do. But when someone is there to meet a quota that society is offended about because the numbers don't look right when they look at them, you've got that person going into the job unsure of the outcome because they're with someone who's not trained. Can you imagine doing that in the military? If they just said, right, we're not going to take... Because you have a test before you go into the army. You've got to meet a certain IQ level. You can be pretty not there upstairs. I think there's, I think 75 is the lowest IQ you can have to go into the army. <laughs> and that's pretty low. So even they go, right, well, if you've got a 75 IQ, well, we trust you with a gun. So there's got to be some <laughs> merit to it. But then there's also intense physical training. You can't just throw a random person into the army and expect them to flourish. You, there's, a, there's a lot you have to go through. And it's the same with employment. So if you, if you hire a fireman based on their skin color just because society tells you that you have to, do you really want an unqualified firefighter to come into your house to save your life and they have absolutely no idea, not absolutely no idea what they're doing, but they're nowhere as qualified as people that should have had the opportunity to take the role. But then the flip side is, if these people never have the opportunity to get those jobs in the first place because they're seen as a minority, then they'll never be in a position to learn and get there in the first. And 
it's not so relevant now. I suppose back in the day, there was a lot of, well, it's a very horrible past, I guess, in America with the racism, the segregation, the riots, etc. So back in the day, yeah, I suppose the argument was valid that they just simply didn't have the opportunities to get the same job as white people. But now I don't believe that that's true in any sense. So I, a lot of these discussions about minorities not having the same jobs as us, I it's a public schooling system now. There's no segregation. There's no separation of race or gender or anything like that. Everyone's got the same opportunities. There's no there's no excuses anymore. No, I agree. I think once upon a time it was an issue and it's because people weren't given the same opportunities and that's what it is. But now people do have the same opportunities. So I don't think like race, gender and stuff like that should pay a part. I mean, look at the NHS now. The majority of doctors, if you go to see a doctor... How often is it going to be John Davis? It's not, is it? No, my doctor's, uh, she's Indian. Lovely. Well, they, a lot of them are. That's what I mean. So we don't have, that, that's not an issue sort of thing. We're not trying to get more white British people to become GPs. So why are we trying to get more ethnic, like, I'm trying to be so careful of what I say now, but <laughs> non-British white people into different jobs? Why are we flipping it around so much? Like It's based upon merit. If they can do the job, do it. If they can't, there's a different job out there for them. And I think why, why are we forcing women to go into fields that they might not necessarily want? Like if you've got 50-50 in an IT company, you've not, not everyone's going to want to do that job. They're going to take a job for, for the sake of a job. Whereas that, that position being filled by a woman who doesn't want to be there could have been filled by a qualified man who wanted to be there and is clearly going to do a better job gender regardless because they wanted to be there in the first place. So why? Yeah. No, no, I quite agree. And, and this has always been an issue for me. I've never understood why the need, why even publish these figures. What's the point of it? I, I it, There's nothing to gain by it. If yeah. I was going to employ somebody, right, say I started a new company and I thought, right, I want 10 people. And, and I interviewed 100 people. And the 10 best people for that role were black disabled women it would be right can you start monday because yeah. you're the best people for this job it's my company i've you know i want to make a go of it i want to make plenty of money for myself so i can retire to a yacht so i want the best people working for me and if they're the best people after the interviews and whatever then so be it i don't give a shit about yeah but i have to take five white men on just to balance it out no i shiver up your ass and we need more agree. CEOs like that. Uh, the problem is a lot of businesses pander to the advertisers like we've talked about before. So if the advertisers want to advertise something on equality or whatever it is, or their company vision, however woolly it is, is you know this utopian society where everyone's the same, then if your business doesn't reflect their values, then they'll just withdraw their business from you and you will lose revenue. So a lot of companies pander to this and say, right, well, if our advertisers are advocating this, then our company just somehow has to shoehorn that in. Nobody believes it. It's, it's all a farce. They do it to keep investors happy so the business can keep going. Whereas you need a CEO like you to just go, this is fucking mental. I just want the best people to do the best job. I don't care about anything else. Yeah. But then the problem with that is you get individuals out there will look at organizations like that and they won't think that they've chosen those people because they're the best workers. They'll just look at the company profile, see five black disabled women, and go, 
you're racist, you haven't employed any white people, you're sexist, yeah. you haven't employed any right. men There's and no stuff like that. There's no disabled Chinese people. That's obviously. it. <laughs> the, yeah. every, all, people are always going to have an issue about something. And then the company will not be seen as good or it'll be seen in the wrong light. It won't be good corporate social responsibility. And it's just ludicrous. And the company has to respond and apologize then. Yeah, well, You see sorry, them on social no. media, oh, thank you for your thing. Us at company A have always maintained an equality, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Whereas they just respond and go, fuck off, you stupid blogger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are the type yeah, of people yeah. I want on our T-shirt. The, I'm a <laughs> they would yeah, be the ones. Right. Yeah, no, on I would be apologizing no. just because I no. haven't employed two Russian midgets. And what I would say was, <laughs> I'm offended by your comment because you're saying that the workforce I've hired are not good enough to do the job that they were qualified to do. So you're, if anything, you're being racist to say that my workers are not good enough to be in the company and then just flip it back on them. Yeah. And they wouldn't know how to respond to that. Their minds would explode that someone is not just listening to them unequivocally and not responding to them. I wrote something up in a previous podcast where I said about for many years, the men were out to do the job down the coal mines and everything and the women were home cooking the tea for them to get home and... And they were happy with it. But then someone came along and said, no, you shouldn't be happy with that sort of life. No, no, you should be out there working. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Because you're women. You're strong women. You should be out there doing all this stuff. Oh, okay. Now we have to do it. Am I right in thinking that all came from the war? So before the war, yeah. that's how it was. The women would stay at home, food on the table, housewives. Yeah. And the men would go out to work. But then, of course, come the war, all the men had to go off and fight. So we needed women to come and farm the fields, do all the ploughing, do all the stuff, the roles, go into the factories where the men used to work. And the women were like, do you know what? I quite like being out of the house for eight hours a day. You can put dinner on the table once in a while. And I think that's what kick-started it all. Yeah, but then it was sort of pushed down your throat after that, whereas you were expected then to go, you know, it was seen as not the done thing to stay at home or whatever. Even if that's what you wanted, it was like, you shouldn't be doing that because now now you're a downtrodden woman. Frowned upon as like yeah. you're unemployed then, where it never used to be seen as an employed housewife used to be a career. But now, yeah. if you if you stay at home and looking at the kids, you're immediately assumed to be on the dole and all this stuff. And no, that might not be the case. Do you know what? I'd love to be able to be a housewife, but that's never going to happen in this day and age. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts? Um, or, or what we decided on equality. I think we generally decided between the three of us that men are better than most things. Well, and no, no, no. I think <laughs> I think we firmly, firmly <laughs> come to the conclusion <laughs> uh, women can do everything men can do better, apart from lifting heavy things. So, what do you want to be saved by a woman fireman, firewoman, fireperson, woman, man, woman? Fireperson. Yeah. She's qualified. If, if she can carry me down a ladder when I'm coughing and choking to death, fine. To be honest, and if she anyone... might say a few nice words to you. Yeah. She's carrying you. Comforting words. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would that help? I don't. As long as they're qualified to do the job. Yeah. Fine. And I think this whole it defeats the purpose. You know, the the concept is there's strong men and strong women. Blah, blah, blah. The concept of a strong person means that they're independent. They can do their own thing without being told what to do. So this whole campaign for strong women is ironic because they're telling women what they should do yes. rather yeah. than let the women make their minds up for themselves. So if anything, they're doing a disservice to women by making them look like they're just following the herd rather than letting them make the choices themselves. You don't need a campaign 
to let anyone decide what they want to do. They just do it. Okay. Waste the money. Yeah, man, woman, tree for all I care. But if you can do as long as you can do the job. Okay, I think that's summed it up then. We've talked about this long enough. Good I want chat. to be saved by a tree, no? <laughs> you, you are not. <laughs> Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to end it there. Thank you both. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. Men are better. <laughs>